Hello and welcome to the Our Dad Stamps podcast. My name is Pete West and I've spent half a lifetime collecting stamps and more than 10 years buying and selling them. In these podcasts I want to share some personal stories, tips and tricks that I've learned along the way and maybe encourage a few non-philatelists to take up this fascinating and absorbing hobby. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to another Our Dad Stamps podcast. My name is Pete. I'm Sheila. And Pete, what are we talking about today? Well, today I thought I'd talk about where I get my stamps from. And where do you get your stamps from? Well, there's quite a variety of places. When I first started to get back into the stamp collecting bug and decided that maybe I could sell a few stamps to fund my purchases, I first started looking on eBay. And I would spend hours upon hours trawling through eBay looking for bargains. And I would look for stamps that either I wanted that were cheap or ones that I thought I might be able to make some money from. But that was very, very time consuming. And often I would identify a stamp that was cheap. But by the time it got to auction and the auction had finished, it ended up being quite expensive. So... I quickly learned that you have to be very careful and you have to follow some some rules, your own rules. And the first one I would say, if you were looking to buy in, in this manner, is to set your own price limit. If, for example, you're looking to buy a penny black, a, a reasonably good penny black, might have two or three margins and not have any damages, probably going to cost you upwards to about £100. So you need to say to yourself or decide yourself what is the limit you're going to pay for that stamp and stick to it no matter what happens. So for example if I set a price of £87 as an example if as it gets nearer and nearer I'm, I'm winning and then in the last couple of minutes of the auction someone bits a bit of £88 don't be tempted to then go for £89 because someone else will put it up to 90, and then you'll go for 91, and then someone else will put it up to 92. And you can get caught up in the excitement and end up paying far more than you, you meant to. So set a limit and don't go above it. There will be another penny black that comes along. There will be other opportunities. Unless it's a very specific stamp that you have never seen anyone else and, and there's something special about it you want, they will come about again. So my first advice is, stick to a price. At this time, it's, it's probably worth explaining exactly how eBay works because it's quite a complicated process. The way eBay works, right at the beginning of the auction, if you say, I'm going to pay £87 for that penny black, you can put a bid in at £87. If nobody else bids on that stamp, you will get it at the starting price, even if the starting price was £10. You will only pay £10. You won't pay your £87 because so, nobody else has bid. So let me just get this straight. I'm selling a stamp. I've put a starting price of £10 and I hope there's going to be a bidding war. So if you come along, you want that stamp and you say, OK, I'm prepared to pay £87, £88. You put your bid in, but maybe 
let's say starting price £10, somebody bids £11, somebody bids £15. If it stops there, you would then get it for £16? Yes, that's it. There are bid increments, and I can't remember the exact increments, but when the price is really low, it goes up at 10 pence a time. Then as it gets more expensive, it goes up 50 pence a time, then a pound a time, two pound a time, and so on. So yeah, if I bid £87, and the maximum anybody else bid was 20, I would get it for £21. Right, so it's the same as a real auction. It goes up in increments, but if you've put in the highest bid in advance, you just pay £1 more or £10 more, if that's the increment, increment, than the person in front of you. So you can say right at the beginning, okay, I'm prepared to pay £88, put that bid in, and forget completely about it until the auction is finished. Exactly so, yeah. And that's what I ended up doing because it became all time-consuming. You're looking at the bidding as it goes down. You're staying up till 3 o'clock in the morning to to be there at the final bid and trying to stick in a last-minute bid to win the auction, and then someone would stick in a higher one. So, as I said, in my view, the best way to do it is set yourself a price limit, stick that bid in, as soon as you can or whenever you want to, and then forget about it. And if you win it, you win it. If you don't, then it went for more than you were prepared to pay for it. So wait till the next one comes around. There are things called, there is some software called sniping software, which you can use and it will put a bid in for you at the very last second of the auction so that no one can then bid over the top of you. To my mind, that's not really worth it. If you follow my advice, what you've just said, you don't need to use that software because it will either go for less than you were willing to pay or you won't win it. So I don't see a necessity to use them. Some people do, and there may be an argument for using them, but personally, I don't. As I said, I stick to a limit or I stick to a price, what I'm willing to pay, put the price in and then forget about it. And that works for me. There are, of course, something called buy it now options on eBay as well, where there is a fixed price, and if you want it at that price, you buy it, and it's sent to you. And often, vendors will accept offers. So you can make, if it whatever it is, is going for £20, you could make a £17, £18 offer, and they may well accept it. It's entirely up to the, to the seller whether they accept it or not. I have had people offer me ridiculously low prices, and I find it really insulting. And actually that puts me off then accepting any offer from that person. So be fair, be careful, be fair. But yeah, most sellers are willing to accept some sort of offers. So uh, it's worth chancing your arm. Because I guess with using eBay, you want to have a good relationship with your customers or whether you're a buyer or a seller. So if you're selling, you want people to say, okay, I can buy from this person you know, the information is correct, it's clear, it's easy to understand. Once I've paid for the stamp, things are sent out quite quickly, you know, you're not ending up for weeks. And if you're a buyer as well, you want to like not mess around with this person and sort of, you know, tick them off because you want to buy from them later. Exactly, yeah. You you want to build up a relationship with the person you buy from. I regularly buy from the same people because you know... You can trust them. You know that the quality of their stuff is good. So um, you get ratings for buyers and sellers, though, on eBay, don't you? 
Yes, um, the feedback is just an overall feedback score, but you can look back through the details of it to find whether it's from what they bought or what they've sold. And as you say, as a seller, I do my utmost to look after my customers. And if there's any problems, I, I try and sort it out. And out of 3,000 pieces of feedback, I've only ever had one that's not favourable. And that was because the person didn't read the details properly. So yeah, it's all about building relationships. And I'm going to go on to other places you can buy, but the same thing applies. Building relationships with your buyers or with your seller is vital. So we've talked about eBay, and that was the first place I started to buy because it was one I was familiar with. But since then, I have gone on to some other sites as well. And to mention a few, there's Delcamp, which is based in Belgium and is a very good place for buying and selling. There's eBid, which is growing. I'm not entirely sure where it's based. I think it's based in the UK. And it is a growing site where you can find stuff. And there's another one called Hipstamp. It's based in America. And the only problem for me with Hipstamp is it's very American biased. And even if it's not, most of the sellers are in America. So you tend to pay a lot more postage to get things from America than here. So I don't tend to use that one very much. Are those three, though, bidding sites like eBay or just... Yes, they're they're a combination of uh, auctions or buy it now prices, but it's all or mostly private individuals. So they are very similar to eBay. One thing I think I should mention at this point, though, is don't get carried away with the auction sites. Go to online shops. Often the online shops have been around for years and years and years. And their prices are not much more, if at all, more than you can get on on auction sites. And the benefit of using the online shops is they are backed up by years of experience, by trade authorities, depending on whether it's in England or America or Europe. They are always members of trade societies, so you're guaranteed a good level of service and good quality. And one thing I've noticed that on a lot of the auction sites, particularly with Victorian stamps, with Victorian stamps, quality is everything. And if you want to buy a a slightly lower quality stamp, you can often pick them up from online dealers cheaper than they end up going for auction on internet sites, simply because... The online dealer recognises that it's not a good quality and therefore will bring the price down. So don't write off online shops. It's well worth having a look. And often they do special deals and sales that make it worth looking at. So if you've got any online shops you can recommend or you just suggest people just Google online stuff? I'd recommend Google because it depends on your speciality as to which shop you would use. There are hundreds, literally hundreds. So... Yeah, have a look through. Where you live will affect that as well. If you live in America, then look for American online shops. If you live in England, look for English online shops. If you live in Europe, look for European online shops. You know, it does depend, and there are numerous ones to look for. So, uh, yeah, look out for those. And, of course, if you're lucky enough to live near a a physical shop, then all those benefits... Uh, apply to physical shops as well as online shops with the added bonus that you get to talk to the seller and also get to see the stamps before you buy them. Another place that I would recommend and this is one I use a lot is postal auctions. There are again numerous established auction houses 
that have been selling stamps for years and years and years have good reputations and are backed up by trade associations. And a postal auction works slightly different from the online auctions from eBay and Dale Kemp and, and the like, in that the stamps or the lots are listed with a, an estimated price. They're all slightly different, but the minimum they will accept is somewhere in the region of 75-80% of their estimate. They won't accept anything less than that, and they won't sell it if it doesn't reach that amount. But you bid, again, you bid to your maximum whatever you're prepared to pay for that stamp or that group of stamps. And on some of the sites, you can also say, I'm prepared to go three or four increments above that if someone else has bid the same amount. It's misleading saying post auctions because that's how they started and you can still send your bid in by post. But most of them, you can also do it online and even over the phone. So you put your bid in advance, you wait for the auction to finish, they'll have a cut-off date. And what happens then is the auction house will sift through all the bids they've had and the highest bid will get that stamp. Unlike eBay though, if you've bid less than their minimum, 75-80% of the, the auction, you won't get the stamp. So if they've put a recommended price of, say, £100, and as I said, they are all slightly different, but you can put a bid in for 80 or 85 If no one else bids, you'll get it for the 85 But if you put in a bid for 60 you won't get it because that's not within their limits and they just won't sell it. But again, I use postal auctions a lot. Not so many people know about them. Not so many people use them as the likes of eBay and Hipstamp and eBid. So therefore, there's less competition and you can sometimes pick up bargains. There's a clear description of what you're buying and you can ask for pictures, much the same as on eBay. So uh, it's worth looking at. So a postal auction then is via a catalogue or online? Both. You can get catalogues. The auctions I use generally send me out a catalogue. So that'll have the picture and the description? Yes, yes. And online as well? Um, But it will also be online, so you can look. And ones I haven't used before, you can generally look at the list of the auction lots and bid online. So these auctions then, are these physical auctions, but you're bidding externally, or are they just all done online somewhere? It's both. They can be solely postal auctions in which nothing happens until the closing date of the bids and then they look at all the bids and decide who's bid the highest. Or they can be a live online auction that's done over the internet. You can send your bids in by post via the internet or you can even bid live. And lots of them that have a facility set up where you're virtually in the auction house but you're not actually there. So you're sitting online watching the auction live and you could bid online as it goes along. So if we look at this as in you are selling a stamp, so presumably you can sell stamps on eBay and Delcamp, but if you want, you can sell your stamp on one of these online auctions. Yes, you can do. Generally, these type of auctions will only accept a certain standard of stamps. You know, if you've got you know, £10 worth of stamps, they're not going to take that. No, so it's got to be certain so it's values, to be, certain yeah. calibre. And, yeah. and I would suggest, they are all different, but I would suggest if they're valued at much less than 100 you're probably better off doing it through the online auctions. But certainly if you've got a good stamp or a good collection that you want to sell, then those are possibly the better place to go. So, yeah. 
whilst we're on the subject of those, a lot of them as well, I've said that if it doesn't reach the 80% of their estimate, generally they won't sell it. But after the auction, they quite often sell off the leftovers. So if they've got a whole load of stuff that didn't sell, they might bundle them together and sell them off at a cheaper rate. So it's worth looking at the auction sites afterwards and they will list auction leftovers and you probably need to get on an email list or or something for them to send you them but I quite often get stuff that way as well because it's a it's a good bargain you obviously have less choice because someone's picked off what they want and these online auctions are these every like six months every month or again it depends on the company I would say it's probably every three months every six months but some of them do it every month So when you're sitting there with a catalogue and a highlighter, this is what you're doing. You're going through and creating your wish list. That is indeed what I'm doing. And there's an awful lot of that going on, basically. And there's an awful lot of highlighter going on. What I tend to do, I get a catalogue on a regular basis from one of the online auctions. It's a big catalogue, so I go through highlighting all the ones that I would like. Then I realise that that would cost me several thousand pounds, so I'll cross out the ones that I don't necessarily need quite so much and end up with a realistic amount. But the other thing, with the auction house I use, and a lot of them do, you can set a limit. So you can bid on lots of stuff, but say, I don't want to spend any more than £400. So once I've reached £400, as an example, don't let me win anything else, and they will follow that. So yeah, you have to be careful, because it's easy to get carried away. So have you ever bid on a stamp, and you've actually acquired it a lot less than you thought? then you would have to pay in the auction? Many times, to be honest, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, sometimes I'm really surprised that nobody else has spotted it or maybe I've made a mistake, I don't know. But sometimes, yeah, sometimes I've bought things for perhaps a quarter of what I would be prepared to pay. But conversely, some stamps have gone for four times what I was willing to pay. So it swings around about. And like all auctions, it depends who else is out there. If nobody out there wants a stamp and you do, you get it cheap. If there's four or five people out there that want the same stamp, then the price goes up. So as a seller, you want a bit more. As a buyer, you want nobody else to be interested in it. (laughs) (laughs) One final thing on where to buy stamps, and it's one that may be overlooked and maybe a lot of people haven't used, but is stamp fairs and stamp shows. There's often stamp fairs occurring in towns all over the UK, but also throughout Europe. And here in Spain, there's a regular Sunday market of stamp sellers. Going along to those is often a good place to pick up things. It has the advantages. You can actually physically see the stamp you're buying. So you can look at it closely. You can make sure it's exactly what you want and there's no problems with it. You get it immediately because you hand over the cash. The seller gives you the stamp straight away. And often you can haggle over them as well. Again, don't make stupid offers. It's not... It's not fair, at least that's my opinion. And I would be offended if you did it to me. But most of them are willing to come to an agreement, particularly if you're buying more than, you know, several items. It's worth looking at. And the stamp fairs, the, you know, the, the big London stamp fair, the York stamp fair, the dealers are there for two or three days and there are lots of things to buy, lots of variety, lots of competition, It's a good place to look, even if you're not buying, because it gives you an idea of what these stamps look like and what's around. So we have stamp fairs occasionally in different cities, 
But then you also have the World Stamp Fair. Yes, yes. The World Stamp Fair happens every year in a different country. And next year it's in London. It was supposed to be there this year or even last year, I think. But because of COVID, it's had to be put back. But it's, yeah, it's there in February and I'm hoping to get to it. And I think we're hoping to do a live Our Dad Stamps podcast from the... Well, we might London well do, Exhibition. yes. It's not something we've done before, so it could be a, it could be a first. So oh, it'd be great fun. So keep listening. February next year, it could be happening. Okay, well, thank you for listening. And I hope that's given you some information and some inspiration, maybe, of, of where to look for your next bargains or or to fill up your collection and thank you for listening bye bye thank you for listening to my podcast i hope you've enjoyed it and maybe you've learnt a little too i would love to hear from you with your tips and stories i can be found on facebook and instagram as our dad stamps as well as through my online shops at ebay and Delcamp. listen again next week for another episode of the our dad stamps podcast